from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The Drive with Tim Donnelly here on 99.9 The Fan. Connecting with us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline. Tommy Ashley inside Carolina. You can follow him on Twitter at TAshleyIC. Uh, Tommy, thank you for taking time out of a, a very busy day here. A little bit of news in the ACC. Um, I'll start with how jacked up are you for uh, a nice little like 10 p.m. kickoff in, in Palo Alto in the future for the uh, Tar Heels? Yeah, that's incredible. I, I didn't think we'd ever see the day that Stanford, California, and SMU get an invite to the SEC. I feel like the ACC has been um, you know, a little late to the ball game. A lot of good teams that were out there. Carolina's left with Stanford and Cal and also SMU. What a crazy day. What a crazy vote. It, and that that's the next line, right? What do you make of uh, – right, I'm, I'm, I'm finally watching football last night. There there was week one action, and all of a sudden there's this statement from the, the Carolina Board of Trustees uh, all about how they're against expansion. Then I wake up this morning and expansion passed. What, what do you make of that little timeline over the last 24 hours? Yeah, I, I think what happened is I guess NC State vote, and they changed their vote to, to support the addition – you know, I think it's a lifeline the ACC is trying to throw to its schools, but I don't think it changes much as far as the teams that want to get out. The question is not when, it's how. And for the ACC, you got to give them credit. They locked these guys in for a lot of money and made leaving difficult. Otherwise, you know, the ACC might look like the Pac-12 no, Don't you say! Don't point. you say that, Tommy. Don't, don't you put that energy in the world. Uh, but, but I mean, it is that eye-opening, right? When you think of the Pac-12, you go back 20 years, and they had Pete Carroll and Matt Leiner, and, and uh, Oregon was, was on the rise. And, and it, to see where they are now, is, is the grant of rights, in your opinion, enough? Like, is, is that giving us some kind of ability to sleep at night to, to make sure the ACC doesn't end up that way? Well, I, I think eventually somebody's going to figure out a way to get out of there. But to my colleague Greg Barnes said, a couple of days ago when we did, or actually a couple of weeks ago when we did a realignment show, is the grant of rights that the ACC got member schools to sign uh, 10 or so years ago is worked. You know, it's prevented teams from leaving. Now, it's also um, hurt some teams. Florida State, Clemson, they want out. Carolina's suffering a little bit on the money side. When the money, Tim, is so great around college football and around college athletics, it's difficult to be in a group that's not getting near as much. And I think the numbers will play out, and the ACC schools will be getting half of what the Big Ten and the SEC get eventually. That That's not sustainable for the teams in the league that want to compete on a national scale, especially in college football. So crazy times very much so tommy tommy ashley inside carolina joining us here on the heaster automotive group hotline um using that that logic and this is the part that's not really connecting with me is the the schools that are most upset that they're not making all the money that that the big 10 and the sec are making uh outside of clemson you could say they're not dominating the acc where they do have the most money because right they're all getting the same grant of rights share meanwhile those brands bring in so much more other revenue uh, under the logic of you can't compete with that without making all the money, wouldn't they be you know one two three in in the ACC every year? You would think. Um, <laughs> you know, you look at a school like say Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's in the SEC; they're getting that share of the pie. 
but nobody's talking about Vanderbilt football, um, not in a positive way at least, and that's no disrespect <laughs> to them. But they, money is not everything. But in this day and age, and I find it interesting when I look at it this way, when you're getting so much money from your media deal, you can build facilities mm-hmm. and you can build nice toys for all the players and all the athletes. Well, now that you have NIL, some of that money's got to go to that too. So you have boosters, say at North Carolina and other schools in the ACC that are having to build facilities for schools. We see names of, you know, so-and-so's name on the locker room and all that. Well, that in, that money could go to NIL. And, and I think that sort of changes this game as far as where the money goes and what the money is needed is because my media rights deal can build all the new toys my boosters money can go to the players and and that's where you're going to see the gap sort of widen i think ultimately will it widen for everybody no because it's just not but when you go to alabama's campus and every building on campus is brand new and you ask how in the world do you do this and they say it's football money that's where it's going to start to come into play especially with the nil deal where you've got to start playing players to come to your school as well Tommy Ashley inside Carolina. Let's transition to the to, to the game tomorrow, uh, which which is a nice breath of fresh air for for the the legal recourses and and the the votes and everything. But of course, Carolina has to pull some uh, some some uh, appeals and and process from from uh, all the other mess onto the football field. Uh, how is the team preparing, knowing that Tez Walker's appeal is still up in the air, and he's such a big part of that offense? And you got to have him ready, but also the guy that might play in his place ready. What's that do to the offense? It's a challenge, and how ridiculous is it? You know, let, let's be honest. Very much it, so. And, and I want it, I want to be on the record with you here saying ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, even if you're not a North Carolina fan, or if you're a North Carolina detractor, this could be your school at some point in all of this and Tez Walker is a young man who's done everything he was asked to do everything that he was supposed to do and yet he's you know laying in limbo waiting as far as getting ready for the game I mean North Carolina's prepared he's practiced with the ones a lot Uh, you got to prepare both ways you only get so much time with these guys that the bottom line is though at 7 30 Saturday night somebody's going to have to step up and make a play and there are no excuses because when the game's said and done, nobody's going to say, oh, well, Carolina didn't have Tez Walker. You know, South Carolina's going either win or lose based on who they put out there. North Carolina's got to do the same. But just a ridiculous situation. I mean, the NCAA, of all their faults, this is probably the biggest. They preach. We see that commercial all the time about student athletes and we care about their well-being. You've got a young man in this situation that they've just left in limbo, and I have no rational explanation other than they're just incompetent at best, or it's downright just wrong at worst. It, it is a bad situation for North Carolina, but ultimately you got to deal with it. And and you know that's where the the football cliches come in, right? Control what you can control, and all all, all, all these other things, right? Coaches, you know, you write them on the wall, and and I don't know, smack it when you walk out the door. Uh, I mean, you're already meaning meaning Carolina already replacing Josh Downs, Antoine Green, guys that are in the NFL and 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 looking solid. At, at, like in addition to just being in the NFL, uh, how do they replace all of that production? And and let's go with the hypothetical of Tez Walker's not available tomorrow night. Uh, Drake May is going to spread the ball around. 
I think Pacer has a big game. I think Blackwell and Doc Chapman can play well. But I think what you'll see is North Carolina's tight end room really get a lot of uh, targets and a lot of catches because those guys we don't talk about. Everything is lost in the Tez Walker deal. But North Carolina's tight end room is one of the best in the country. And John Copenhaver is really, you know, sort of exerting himself to the front of that line. And, and so I think North Carolina's offense will be okay. But it is surely nice, right, when you can just say, go deep and throw it, and a guy can outrun everybody on the field. Won't be the case if Walker doesn't play, but we'll see what happens. I think Drake will be fine. I think North Carolina's offense may not get the freebies they're used to with a guy like Downs or Antoine Green or Tez Walker, Mm -hmm. Um, but they'll still be effective, I think. I I think this shows how uh, chaotic college football is right now and how chaotic it is away from the field with Carolina that uh, we're talking about North Carolina, South Carolina tomorrow. uh, It's going to be college game day. It's going to be one of the biggest games of the year. And it took us like eight minutes to even mention Drake May, like just to say his name, because when you look at this game, it really it, it starts with the quarterbacks. Drake May, Spencer Rattler. Uh, the the off the field stuff is is the the drama, the reality television of it. Uh, but when it comes to Drake May, focusing in on him, uh, last year, the last four or five games, whatever it was, there there was something different, right? The first eight or nine games, he looked like he was going to be the number one overall pick, and it slowed down. Uh, what was it that that slowed him down? And and do you expect them to have it fixed? Well, I, I think, especially when you look after that Wake Forest game, he was fantastic up until that. And I think what happened there is teams sort of started to figure out, let's keep him in the pocket, let's force him to make plays from the pocket, and then rush three or four and drop everybody else and close those windows, even for a guy like Josh Downs. Now, Downs was still able to get open, but he was not able to get open and make plays in space as much. And so North Carolina's offensive line, I think, sort of suffered a little bit at the end of the season, causing a lot of those issues for Drake. No quarterback likes pressure in your face. If you've paid attention to Inside Carolina and, and when we've talked about Spencer Rattler, he's a guy who, when he's clean in the pocket, he is fantastic. But when he has got pressure, especially in his face, he is not. And Drake sort of felt some of that later in the year. Uh, and that's – You know, you get beat up, guys get banged up, teams have a ton of tape. Um, The bottom line in that regard is North Carolina's offensive line is going to have to keep him clean, especially up the middle, to give him opportunities to go through his progressions and not have to do it on the fly all the time. Last year he made so many great plays um, just winging it, and and that needs to change a little bit because at some point the luck and, and that type thing run out. So I think for this game, especially against South Carolina, whose defensive line has got some talent, but they're not um, an elite defensive line, Drake has to have some time to make some plays that are not in simple chaos mode. If we want to keep the theme uh, of the show (laughs) so far, chaos on the field, I think, is where Carolina's offensive line and Randy Clements and those guys come in handy on Saturday. Tommy Ashley inside Carolina. Follow him on Twitter at TAshleyIC. Tommy, uh, last one before we let you go, to stick with chaos, uh, if, if if what you said, right, uh, Spencer Rattler is a guy that doesn't like trash around his pressure, does does the Carolina defense have the dogs to, to blitz the house and, and create some chaos for him and throw him off his game? Whew, that is a, a $64,000 question, <laughs> right? I mean, last year 
I think the stat is North Carolina, when they blitzed, they created havoc on 9% of those plays. That means on 91% of the time Carolina blitzed, it did no good. Just had less people in coverage. <laughs> it just let, it's, it's like I said on our radio show last night. You might as well run somebody off the field and play with 10 because that's all it did to North Carolina. So that will be the key. The defensive line has gotten hammered over the last couple of years. They brought in Ted Monachino to get more pressure there. I think the difference tonight, or excuse me, Saturday night, is Carolina's ability to cover better. They lost a ton out of the portal on, on the defensive backfield, but they've got some young talent, and Elijah Huzzy, whether he's at a corner spot or in the slot, provides opportunities to give that defensive line just a few more, you know, another second, another half second to make a difference and, and cause problems and we haven't even talked about Cedric Gray mm-hmm. or Power Echoes. I mean, Cedric Gray is one of the best linebackers in the country. So I think the key for Carolina's defense is those corners and that secondary being able to provide just enough coverage to allow guys to get to their spots. And you'll see a guy like Cayman Rucker be able to make some plays and not be just late on a potential sack. It's going to be a good ball game. It's going to be ugly at times. Um, and it's South Carolina and North Carolina, you know, if I had to flip a coin, I don't even know if I'd trust a coin flip, Tim. <laughs> and, and I don't know if you should. Tommy, we, we, <laughs> we appreciate the, uh, the time. Enjoy the game and, and enjoy the, the week one of college football. Absolutely. Love to have it. You know, certain cable companies need to get it figured out so we can watch some <laughs> football. But uh, maybe they'll get that done. But definitely college football is back. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Our kickoff celebration continues, by the way, as we look towards all the kickoffs, kicking off football season all over the country. We don't have to go far for the next one, just to Charlotte. UNC, South Carolina, Battle of the Carolinas. I like that. They both call themselves Carolina. We know which one is true. One of them also calls themselves USC. We know the new Big Ten school is the one that gets to call themselves U.S. I can't even get through it. Uh, UNC, looking at Carolina, looking at the Tar Heels. They have two main challenges tomorrow night against South Carolina. I've, I've whittled their entire game plan, their entire scouting report, the entire preview of this, this contest that will be hotly contested by two rivals down to two main challenges that if North Carolina can overcome, if they can uh, mitigate the damage that these two challenges will will levy against them, they will be victorious. Number one, can they replace Josh Downs and Antoine Green without Tez Walker? At this point, I don't see Tez Walker getting his eligibility from the NCAA simply because the NCAA strikes me as the type of organization that, you know, five o'clock most days they clock out and they're done and on Fridays it's probably more like two o'clock and we don't have an answer yet so I don't see one coming before tomorrow night I don't know the NCAA loves to make it about themselves sometimes so I could see it just for entertainment purposes they announce it early tomorrow morning so at college game day Reese Davis or Kirk Herbstreit gets to say breaking news 
Tez Walker now eligible in the game tonight against North Carolina, or or to build the anticipation even more, an hour before kickoff, next thing you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme music <laughs> hits like it's an old school Monday Night Raw episode, and then Jones Angel in the play-by-play commentary. By God, that's Tez Walker. That's Tez Walker running on the field. I mean, I hope you're right. I hope he gets to play. I hope, and and I mean, making it entertaining. No one ever gets mad about more entertainment. I, I hope you're right. I just, I don't think the NCAA, A, has that much foresight, B, has that much common sense, or C, cares that much about the individual. So so if we expect Tez Walker not to play, they're looking to replace Josh Downs and Antoine Green, two NFL wide receivers. Josh Down, a draft pick of the Colts, Antoine Green, uh, made his mark in the preseason with the Lions without the main guy who they brought in out of the transfer portal to replace them. Now, Drake May is awesome, right? I'm very excited by by his ability. I'm very excited by Drake May's outlook this season, but he still needs guys to get open, right? He still needs guys that he can throw it to. Quarterback's kind of a dependent position that way, unless you are Lamar Jackson, Anthony Richardson, and you're just like, forget it, guys. If no one's open, I'll take it myself. Uh, so I, you look at uh, Kobe Pesor. Uh, you look at Nate McCollum, another transfer. You look at Gavin Blackwell. Uh, all of these guys need to step up and make plays. Step up and get open. Step up and if you're expecting on being the number three wide receiver, you might have to be the number two. If you're expecting on being the number two, you may have to be the number one, and that means you have to play like it. So if those guys step up, and then then that's challenge one, overcome. Now that is very much easier said than done. Right, it's it's tough with all hands on deck to replace a player like Josh Downs, who was really gosh darn good going back to the last year of Sam Howell and into last year with Drake May, and then Antoine Green also a very uh, dynamic playmaker at a seventy yard touchdown against the Panthers in the preseason. Right, so it, it's tough to o- overcome the absences or the departures of those players, even with all hands on deck. Obstacle number two. And this is the one that is uh, the most of a hot button issue, or the, the 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 maybe most unlikely. Can UNC get pressure on Spencer Rattler? Can UNC get pressure? Can they they? I mean, yes, you want to get home. You want to uh, uh, sack the quarterback. You want to get him on the ground. You want to make him feel your presence. But I'm talking about just be like falling down in front of him. Just give him some garbage in the pocket that he has to navigate. Make him take his three-step drop and shuffle left. Can they do that? I've brought up this stat a few times, but it, it is extremely telling on the type of defense that Carolina had last year. Out of 131 FBS football teams a season ago, they were 128th in sacks per game. That's not power five. That's not that, that. That's not high revenue. That is of all 131 FBS football teams, they were 128th in sacks per game. They need to be not just better than that. They need to be light years better than that if they want to turn Spencer Rattler into bad Spencer Rattler, right? Because we've seen it throughout his college career. There's two Spencer Rattlers. There's the one that lives up to being one of the top recruits with the the most wow arm talent and 
what I remember, because I'm a nerd that follows college recruiting, is he was the guy in Arizona where he grew up with the, the visor on in all of the camps and the sleeve, the, the athletic sleeve that was out there acting like he was too cool for school and you wanted to, to be like, he's not that good, but in all of those camp situations, he looked like a superhero and you're like, I guess he gets to be the guy that wears the visor. Like, I, there's nothing we can do about it. Then he entered into college and at times when he's given a clean pocket, when he gets to sit back there and dissect your defense, he looks like that superhero. At times, when there's garbage in the pocket, when he's being rattled, when he's forced out of the pocket, he looks more like uh, the guy who you wanted to dislike, right? You, it looks more like the, mm, ha, sorry, the, the arrogance got the best of you. I saw he's driving around in a G-Wagon, cost like 130 grand with a name, image, and likeness deal. Again, some guys can pull it off. We'll see if he is. But, but Carolina... Their responsibility on the defensive side of the ball is is to not let him sit in the pocket, right? Three-step drop, one, two, three, bounce, bounce, bounce. Let me unleash this, this dart 47 yards downfield because that's what I can do. And that's what I've been doing. That's why I was the top recruit. That's why Lincoln Riley wanted me until Caleb Williams got there. That's why Shane Shane Beamer wanted him in the transfer portal. That's why he he dissected uh, what was it Tennessee and Clemson at the end of the year. That's why it all happened. I was also going to say I think another factor you got to take in if you're talking about Carolina's offense is that you got to establish the run game. Obviously, that's big in football. One dark horse I feel like could be star player in this game and also the season is Marion Hampton. Freshman last year, Cleveland High School's very own. He set a record in their game against FMU. I can't remember off the top of my head, but, I mean, he showed promise early on in the season. Now, obviously, he didn't get as much touches towards the end, but he should be running back number one. So, I feel like to in the game he's, tomorrow night, he needs to establish his, his dominance and show that he's going to be a guy that can carry the ball this year for the heels. See, I reverse engineer that. And what I, what I mean by that is, if, if we were talking 1997, Right, the only way for for an offense to be play complementary football, which is a very now phrase, right? Back then, I, I don't know what we called it, uh, but you used to always have to run to open up the pass. You had to set up the run. You had to establish the run. You had to establish the run. Stop the run. Establish the run. Stop the run. It, and somewhere about I don't know five, six, seven years ago, teams recognized that you could throw to open up the pass, or sorry, you could throw to open up the run if you if you had success through the air teams would start bringing on more defensive backs. They would start dropping more, and then you could run the ball. So so you could you could reverse it, right? When you have Drake May, you don't look at the running game to open up the pass, right? You look at Drake May and his arm to open up the run. So, so yes, I, I do agree that if things are, are cranking for North Carolina, they'll be able to run the ball, but I think that will be a byproduct of them being able to throw it. Yeah, and I mean, if Tez Walker's not able to play, they still have Kobe Pace or they still have mm-hmm. Nate McCollum. And Nate McCollum, a, a good transfer they got in during the offseason. So there's plenty of options. We're, we t- spoke with Tommy Ashley earlier today. We'll be sure to play that here in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he talked about that there's other options just besides Tez Walker. And I think Kobe Paysor is a guy that, you know, has done his dues. He's played Absolutely. behind these two guys in spring in the offseason. So if there's sort of a hero that can step up in this game, I think it is Paysor, a guy that was right behind Josh Downs last season. By the way, that voice you hear, Graham, Graham Hill, will be uh, covering UNC football for uh, WRAL Digital this year. So follow him for your Tar Heel news. 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.